It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome back to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. It's great to be with you today. I am Boyd Matheson. As we come to the end of our focus on Mental Health Awareness Month, uh, a big event today, a big announcement, a big groundbreaking today uh, as it relates to that. The Huntsman Mental Health Institute's Crisis Care Center had a groundbreaking uh, just within the last hour. And it uh, looks like we've got, we have Kevin on the line now. Yeah, hi, I'm here. Hey, Kevin. Kevin Kevin Curtis. Sorry, Kevin, we were uh, making sure all the uh, dials and buttons worked properly. Uh, Kevin's the director of hospital crisis service at the Huntsman Mental Health Institute. And uh, Kevin, I was just teeing it up as we've been focusing on mental health all month. Uh, great announcement today. Big event in terms of groundbreaking just uh, within the last hour on the Huntsman Mental Health Institute's Crisis Care Center. Uh, tell us about that. Yeah, I, I just could not be more excited about what happened today. Um, y- you know, I've been working in mental health and in crisis services for, you know, more than a decade. And our, 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 problems, our problems haven't changed. They, they, they've, in fact, gotten, gotten bigger, if anything. But what's so exciting about what was announced today is that, that it really is the first time that I've ever really felt like we've scoped the resources to the actual problem we were working on. Mm-hmm. So it's just so incredible for, for those of us that have been doing the work for a while to see the way in which, you, you know, uh, a, a, a private family comes together with a state government, with local government, with uh, a university, and with mental health professionals to really come and say, we're serious about this, and we're going to do it at a scale which actually addresses the scope of the problem. It's just unprecedented, so very uh, exciting. Uh, it's such a great example of what uh, we always talk about it in terms of the Utah model. And uh, as you destru- described it, Kevin, it was a great family in the Huntsmans who are committed to mental health. You had state and local government officials. You had health care providers, the university uh, all coming together. And so let's let's talk about the scope and scale uh, in terms of this new center uh, and uh, what actually will be offered here and how it will help to, to meet those needs and produce those outcomes. Sure, sure. So one of the problems we have right now in, in crisis services, it's, it's really about um, we have such limited resource that, that we are sort of creating these cutoffs for your crisis is bad enough that we can route you into the scarce resources that, that, you ha- that, that we have, and there's not a whole lot out there to offer to people that don't just quite meet that, that criteria cutoff. And th- this service is, is uh, set up entirely differently. Um, the, the size of it is, is, a, is, a, is a huge thing to think about. It's got 30 beds for, for sort of short-term crisis support, uh, tw- People can be there for up to 23 hours, and within that time frame, they can get evaluation, they can get started on medication, they can work with, uh, with, with uh, crisis therapists, they can work with case managers to, to kind of sort through some of the 
that there may be uh, life problems that, that, that are making their crisis worse, yeah. right? You know, we, we know a lot of people that come into our hospital in crisis. They're, 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 they're in a mental health crisis, right? It's I don't want to be alive anymore. But when you talk to them, it's I've, I've been evicted. Uh, you know, I had this relationship stressor. And if you can kind of meet them and have the resources to, to, to sort of help them through that um, at a scale that actually matches the population that needs that help, you, you can you can deal with a lot of this sort of stuff. Um, in addition to the 30 crisis beds, it also will have 24 uh, 24 inpatient beds for those uh, folks that need a little bit more than just sort of that that kind of warm environment that's you know free of stigma that says hey here you're welcome let's let's figure out how we can help you and what the next steps are. So we've got an option for that too. Yeah, um, and and so important uh, as you said to to meet those people where they are. Uh, I think this also this also alleviates a lot of stress too. I think in terms of law enforcement or emergency uh, professionals or uh, ER rooms, uh, by mm-hmm. having a, a place where these people can come and get uh, get some of those immediate needs met. Absolutely, our law enforcement uh, our, our law enforcement officers, our emergency room providers have done incredible work over the years trying to help manage this crisis, but none, none of those are really designed or, or trained to, to be the people to, to manage these crises, right? So out of necessity, they, they've been doing it, and they've done the very best job they, they can with, with the resources and the training that they have. But this should be a, a great boon to our law enforcement community in terms of there, there, there's no, no refusal, no wrong door. If somebody's out there in mental health crisis, um, they, they can come to this uh, you know, as a resident of Salt Lake County, they can be brought to this facility and, and receive the care that they need. Yeah, and so vital. Uh, you, you mentioned it's not just uh, the emergency room, but it's also keeping those suffering with a mental health issue or a, a crisis uh, from unnecessary jail. Sometimes that they end up, you know, in that part of the system as opposed to getting the actual help that they need. Uh, I know that the center's also going to have everything from pharmacy to dining services, uh, laboratory for blood work and so on. Uh, what are some of the other things that will be offered uh, there at the center? Yeah, yeah. I, I think most most crucially, um, it, it, it will have the resources to, to meet the individual crisis with, with what is needed, right? So right, right, right now, so much of the problem is that there, there, are, there are two ways to get care. There is inpatient care, which has an extremely high cutoff in terms of who qualifies for that because it's so scarce. And on the other side, you have outpatient care that, that when you need it, you call and you, you sort of need it now or maybe this week and you're told, okay, maybe we can get to you in six weeks when we have an opening in this outpatient schedule. So a, a person can come to this, this facility. Um, we, we, we talk about it being a no wrong door model, right? So they can walk in off the street. They can be sent in by a provider in the community. They can be dropped off by law enforcement or uh, or emergency medical service folks. Uh, there's really no wrong way to come to the attention of this group. And uh, we, we will be resourced to be able to, to do basic medical screening to make sure that there aren't more serious medical concerns that would require medical care. We will be able to, to, to triage the mental health needs, um, you know, in terms of does this person just need a quick appointment with a provider to get started on medications and then a conversation with uh, a case manager to get set up with a follow-up appointment, or do they need to be observed a little bit longer, or do they need to go into one of these longer-term beds? Um, and then also part of the vision 
really is that, that this will be a central hub for collaboration with our community mental health providers. So, um, you know, we have great partners like the Volunteers of America that do a lot of great work uh, providing detox services. So do we identify people that we can sort of warm hand off into some of these other services? Uh, so part, part of the model is, is that we are the go-to one-stop shop for uh, understanding what the person needs and what their individual plan should be. We will be resourced to, to execute on that plan for a lot of people, and then we will be working with our community partners to route them in, into other sort of services that are available in the community, uh, you, you know, according to their individual need. Really the biggest problem is that when people are seeking health care uh, for their mental health concerns, currently as it stands, there are too many wrong doors and there are too many doors that are just shut by wait times or by uh, scarcity or that sort of thing. So really this is designed to sit in the middle, address the most uh, immediate needs there, and then be a way to help navigate the, the system and, and make sure that there are no wrong doors for people to get the care that they need. Uh, fantastic. Kevin Curtis uh, from the Huntsman Mental Health Institute's Crisis Care Center. Again, big brown groundbreaking today. Uh, love the approach that it involves everything from uh, the philanthropic community with the Huntsman's uh, to local government, to local workers, uh, so many things that are just the Utah model there. And I love this approach that there are no wrong doors. And we encourage anyone out there who is in need or knows someone who you think might be in need, reach out uh, and uh, we'll get through all of this uh, together. We are stronger. Kevin Curtis, thanks for joining us today. You're so very welcome. Thank you. All right, we're going to step aside for bottom of the hour news. That's a really crucial conversation we got to have in our communities. We'll continue that one as well. Jay Evenson from the Desert News is going to join us as we talk about the roads are beefing up again. How should we be driving? Coming up next. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.